Welcome to Real Talk with Kim Anderson. Today, Kim welcomes Tanya Hendrickson. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, hey there, Tanya. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being our guest today. We're really excited to have you here on Real Talk. Thanks for being a victim. <laughs> oh, well, I'm excited to be here. I've been thinking about it and excited to come. Good. I'm so glad. Well, what we really want to do today is we want to get to know you a little bit. Okay. And so go ahead and tell us how you grew up and about your family. Okay. So um, I'm from a family of five. I grew up in Virginia. I was homeschooled and uh, I was homeschooled all the way through eighth grade. Uh, my mom is Brazilian and my dad is uh, owned a veterinary practice and so uh, we stayed home and the only way to really see him was being homeschooled because we could see him during the day so um but back then homeschooling was really not the big in thing exactly so um a lot of people we had the newspaper come and um people kind of gave us strange looks when we said we were homeschooled so i'm really glad to see that it's taken off um, over the past couple of decades, and it's really a popular thing now because it was great for us. Um, and so every year during the cold months, between November and March-ish, we would um, go to Brazil because my mom did not like the cold. and She had really? never experienced the cold. So we always had Christmas in Brazil. We'd go to the beach Christmas morning. Oh, my goodness. And there, you know, the seasons are changed or flipped, so it was summer in Brazil. So we would spend... We would go from summer to fall, summer to spring. So I'm still getting used to the I cold weather. Bet. So when you think of Christmas, you think of summer. Yes. Mm-hmm. That and is no crazy. Christmas trees. We would have, you know, we would decorate um, like palm palm trees and those types of things. But um, we didn't have a Christmas trees there. Um, but you know, it was a, a different experience. And it was Absolutely. great, and it was one of the wonderful things about being homeschooled is that we could just pick up and do whatever. I was going to say, so you would, um, when you went to Brazil, you would just continue to be homeschooled. It would just yep. be a different location. Yep. And my dad would just take time off and fly out and meet us and then go back to work and then just take some more time off and come see us. So it was nice. Oh my goodness. It was a, it was a great childhood. Absolutely. So, yeah. are you, so are you bilingual? I am. I speak Portuguese. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, we all speak Portuguese at home. So my husband's been trying to slowly get onto Rosetta Stone and learn some on the side so we can pick up on what we're saying when we get together for family um, occasions, but it's it's fun. Yeah, we, we just spoke Portuguese at home. It wasn't anything that we, we didn't go to school to right. learn Portuguese. We just learned it. That's the way to learn it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So when did you meet your husband? <clears throat> um, so I actually met my husband um, Years before we even started dating um, or knew each other that way, his best friend, um, they had been best friends since fifth grade, and I had been best friends with my friend Season since third grade, and they got married. His best friend and my best friend. So we had seen each other, we had been at their wedding, um, but uh, we didn't really see each other that way. I was dating someone, and uh, then... We started hanging out together, and uh, it just took off. But we were definitely friends first, right? And it was great. But we kind of met through our best friends, and uh, it just worked. We had a lot of similar interests, and 
character qualities and so. And how long did you date? <clears throat> we dated for two years before we got married. We had known each other for years and years and years, but um, we dated for a year. <clears throat> we kind of knew right away. Um, but um, he proposed and uh, about a year after we had been dating, and then the wedding was a year later. So okay. about two years. Oh, that is yeah. awesome. And then we've been married 11 years now. 11 years. Yep. And um, now he's in the Army, is that right? He's in the Army. We were in the Air Force for about 13 years, <clears throat> and uh, we were stationed at Hickam Air Force Base in Hawaii. And uh, we have three kiddos. And uh, one of them was diagnosed with autism, our son Jonathan, okay. while we were there. And uh, it was about a three-year wait for some of the services. And really? at that point, early intervention is very important. So um, the only way for us to get off of the island was for John to switch services. And so he went what is called blue to green. And he went from the Air Force to the Army. And so we've been in the Army um, five years now. Five years. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. And do you notice a big difference between the two? I do. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I do notice a big difference between the Air Force and the Army, and I know he does too. Um, there are definitely pros and cons to both sides. Yes. But, um, yeah, we've loved, we, we've loved being a military family. I love to travel, so, um, but I feel like this is home. Good. For sure. So oh, I'm hoping great. we stay here. Right. Now tell me more about your kids. So I have three kiddos. Um, we have Tyron and Jonathan and Aubrey. Tyron is almost 16. He is um, from, actually from my husband's first marriage, but okay. um, as soon as uh, we got married, Tyron came to live with us and he has lived with us 100% of the time since Aww. then. Um, so I never say that I have two kids and a stepkid or a stepchild. I have three children and Tyron has just been a part of our lives since the day we got married. Oh, that's great. He goes to Arundel High School, and uh, he's great with computers, and um, programming is his thing right now, so. That's And he great. speaks Chinese, and he's brilliant. Get out. Real, yes, the teacher, the te he doesn't actually even take, what, do what the classroom is doing. Oh she sends him Lord. to the back to a computer, <laughs> and he creates games for the class, because she was like, I've never had a, a student Be pick up Chinese so well yeah so wow. he'll be in Chinese 4 um, mm -hmm. that year. is so awesome I know he's impressive holy smokes that's not like an easy one to just pick up no and I told him I said listen if you take Spanish I can definitely help you French even a, maybe a little I was like there's no I can't help you with Chinese at no, all not at all so um, uh, yeah he's done it all on his own he's a really him. smart kiddo uh, and then we have Jonathan and he just turned 9 and um, he loves math and um, playing video games. So does the oldest one. Um, but uh, he has overcome a lot of obstacles. Absolutely. And, um, when he was first diagnosed, you know, the doctor said, you may never hear the words I love you come out of his mouth. And uh, he may be living with you for the rest of your life. You have to really kind of give up what you thought your hopes were for him. We mm -hmm. had a college account already set up for him the day he was born. We, op you know, we opened it up and he said that may not be his reality. Right. So you have to, so my husband and I kind of mourned that. Um, that is hard. In that parking lot. I remember walking out of that doctor's appointment and we just both sat in silence and cried. And, we and prayed. how old was Jonathan then? Um, <clears throat> he was 18 months. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. We noticed a, di- a big difference right at 15 months, okay. and uh, we started with services right away. Right away. Um, I was a teacher, and uh, between being home with him and being a teacher, I noticed a big mm-hmm. regression. So um, right. I just had you know um, early intervention come in, and they said, "Yep, he qualifies." And we've been he's been going to therapies ever since. Ever since. Mm-hmm. So we're in therapy every day, even now, and sometimes two therapies a day. Um, but he's, he has worked so hard um, to overcome, you know, people are like, sometimes they say, I can't even tell, you know, that he has you autism. You must be so proud of him. He I am. He like an amazing kid. And I say, kid. it's not that he doesn't have these obstacles, it's that he has worked so hard that you can't even, you know, his speech is there, and he's in a regular classroom, he doesn't have an aide, he's not pulled out. That is amazing. Um, he's doing really well, but it's, it's definitely work for him every day. So I'm proud of him. Absolutely. Then I have a sassy six-year-old daughter. <laughs> she is full of life. She has a lot of personality. I asked, I did, I asked in my heart of hearts. I said, of course, I will be thrilled if my child is healthy. But I had my two boys, and I just knew that this was going to be it for us with the third. Um, and so I just prayed. I said, God, I, it would really make my heart full if this was a girl and if I had a daughter. And uh, he gave me a daughter. She is very opinionated about what she wears. And, of course. Um, she's very smart. She's very social. Um, she's great when she's not... Uh, when she's not with me. So that's actually yes. gives me... I have one like that too. Yes. calm heart. Makes you feel good. If they're going to be horrible, good. you'd rather them be horrible yes. with you. She's, <laughs> And she's just she's just headstrong, and I'm hoping that we can use that and point it in the right direction so she can um, be successful using that. Um, you will that will. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, between the ages of birth and now, she has really just yes tested her um, position. So I love all of them. They're all so different and so amazing and they definitely keep me on my toes every day (laughs) I'm sure they do for sure (laughs) yes ma'am now tell me about when you um met Jesus oh man okay so I have known Jesus my whole life my mom was um her grandfather actually um, helped found the Methodist church in Brazil and so she he wrote half of the hymns he wrote the concordance in Brazil um, in Portuguese, he helped translate a lot of that, and so um, that is so exciting to that have was, that heritage. It oh is. Oh my goodness! And um, growing up, it was—I didn't know the difference. You know, we just grew up with God's word in our home, and one of the reasons my mom homeschooled us, I think, was to instill that, which I'm so grateful for. Um, but we always—I mean, we all attended Awanas all the way through, from Cubbies all the way through wow. high school, and we got. Um, so I do remember giving my life to Christ. I was six, um, and uh, uh, I had, there was a woman named Carol Jordan, and she's still in my life. She's gone to all of my baby showers and my wedding. Um, she is my Auntie Carol, but she was the one that kind of was with me and prayed with me, and it was at an Awana's meeting. Um, but it's I, I've never felt outside of God's hand, and um, to, to be able to have lived my entire life as a Christian is such a blessing and to know that I've been held this whole time and I've definitely felt him. Um, but I, I decided to get baptized, um, my senior year of college. Okay. 
So it had always been on my heart, but um, I always, my parents had always said that they wanted that, that was a decision that they wanted me to make on my mm-hmm. own. And that was going to be a prop- proclamation of, that I was making on my own, not something that they were going to do as, when I was young or as an infant. So um, it was my senior year of college, and uh, I had gone to church all throughout college. I'd ch- chosen a church on my own, and um, I was baptized then. But okay. um, I've always known Jesus, and not everyone can say that. And I feel like it's really definitely a, a privilege that I've had that I've you know never known life without Him. Mm-hmm. So that is a privilege. You're right. Is. That's very cool. I love that. <laughs> so. Um, in your life so far, mm-hmm. where do you think you've grown the most? Do you think you grew the most as a kid or when you were a teenager, college, uh, being a mom? I think, I think definitely being a mother and having John deploy while being a mother. Um, I, I grew up living in the same town. Mm-hmm. I've always been adventurous and I love to travel and I'm not... I'm not scared of that or living on my own. I've been very independent, but um, I've always known home to be this and always had everyone there. And so to then go into a military family and um, become a military spouse, which is fantastic, but to be able to... um, I really don't know how people do it without Jesus because the moment John leaves, you know, he's my my rock at home, you know? And so... I just literally put that, I mean, we're always, I always put that on Jesus, but I just put that space um, and I give that to God and he has filled it in more miraculous ways than I can count. But I definitely feel since I've become a mother, I've understood God in the capacity of Abba Father and he Mm. is my, he's my dad, you know, and I view my children and I see how they live life and how I want to love them and give them everything they need and correct them when they need to be corrected and how God views us that way too. And um, I don't think you can really understand that perspective until you've become a parent. You can try, and I'm sure you can get a really close um, view, but really for me in my life, um, getting to know him that way, and that's probably only been over the past 10 years or so. Right. um, Knowing him in that capacity and just being able to just give things to him that I don't understand and how my kids do that to me. I just, mom, I don't know. I'm so confused. Um, or I have this ache or this hurt and I just, sometimes I can take that. Sometimes I know I can't, but I can hold them just knowing that God does that for me too. So I feel like I've probably grown the most in the past five to 10 years. Right. Right. And tell me a little bit about how, when you, you were saying a few minutes ago about when you had taken Jonathan to the doctor and they had given you that diagnosis. Tell me about where Jesus met you at that time. Oh, so that whole time period seems like a blur because sure we does. were trying to find doctors and I was trying to read and find out as much as I could and do as much as I could for him. Um, but that really was such a test um, of faith and, um, and I'm still working on this now, 
that I'm, I have the type of personality that I just want to fix everything. Yes. And I want to jump to the books and the internet and <laughs> friends and the specialists and whoever the best person is right. to get in information or to, to just know more instead of just being still mm. and allowing him to move how he's going to move. He created Jonathan the way he is. And Jonathan is the most beautiful, beautiful boy. And he loves like no one else that I've ever known loves. And he's so innocent and has no malice. He has no um, motive. The way he lives and loves is how I want to live. And I could not have ever learned that without him being in my life. So I don't feel like Jonathan needs to be fixed. And I don't feel like Jonathan needs to be healed. I feel like God created him this way and I want him to be able to live his life fully. And so we go to these therapies so that he can communicate and he can feel comfortable and he can learn how to be independent but I don't feel like there's anything wrong with him um so it has definitely taught me and I'm still in the process of doing this in my life I'm getting better but I'm still there where I have to just first pray and first be still and first seek God's will and um instead of trying to do it on my own or try to fix it um so it's definitely been a process, but this specific situation and um, Jonathan's autism has kind of forced me into that, which is good because it's, it's pushed me, good. right? Absolutely. It's, it's pushed me into I this think that whole, uncomfortable place. I mean, we never want to be <laughs> uncomfortable. However, I think that state of being uncomfortable makes your faith grow. Absolutely. And... The whole concept that you were talking about of being still, it's so hard. So hard. So hard. Because we like just want to fix. Yes. We, we first want to fix and then we can be still. That's how I find I think about things. Well, once I do this, then I can be still. Yes. When really it's just the opposite. Absolutely. And it's so, at least for I'm type A, I'm very, I want to. I want everything to go this way, and I want to be in control. Yes. And um, I'm finding more and more in life that the moment I give it up and the moment I don't try to do that, um, it just easily That's flows. That's when it works. Yes. <laughs> right? But are we ever going to like go to that know. first? <laughs> well, and then being moms and being in charge of these things, and you know, and especially with children and parenting, you know, sometimes I just... Because you are in charge. That's part of your job is to be in charge. So right. sometimes I feel a little confused about my role. Right. Right. And then they all want to, they're all into different things and they all have their different activities. And so really carving that out that time to be still and know that he is God is definitely something that I have to plan and make an effort to do every day. I have to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I read, um, the best. Yes. By Lisa Turkus. Yes. Oh, so, such so a good, good. Such a good book. Such I a love book. her. And just setting up boundaries and, um, and saying no. And it's okay. I'm not going to get an award at the end of my life <laughs> because I said yes to everything. Um, and so that I can be the best wife, mother, and um, sister and woman that I can be. I need to be more still. So that's me right that's now, working the, on that. That's a great goal. I like that. <laughs> I think we all, I think every person can relate to that for sure. <sighs> yes. So tell me about um, what type of ministry you're involved in, if you are involved in anything right now. Um, so I have been involved in MOPS 
for a really long time, even before I came to this to the Mac, I um, was involved in MOPS in Virginia. Um, so it's been eight years, nine years that I've been in MOPS. Okay. Um, and I've held different leadership positions, anywhere from coordinator, which is you know one of the the head jobs, and then I've been discussion a discussion group leader. Okay. And that's where I am right now. And I'm a discussion group leader to some of the more seasoned mothers, those of us who have older kids, Great. because we've learned that we, we tend to parent to our oldest because those are the new experiences for us. That's so true. Every child is different, obviously, um, but we're in just all new territory with that first one, that oldest one. And so we, tend, we, we created this group that has moms that have older kids. And so we're all kind of bouncing things off Perfect. Um, for that. So um, I'm in that group. But I think this may be my last year in MOPS because I age out. Well, I was just going to say, your youngest is six. Six. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in kindergarten. She's in kindergarten. So, um, but that's good. That's one of the areas where God is actually carving more time out. Um, uh, so I was a um, public school teacher for several years before... Jonathan got diagnosed. As soon as he got diagnosed, I resigned and um, stayed home with him. And um, uh, I miss teaching, but I think I'm going to take some time, and we're in a place in our lives where I can do that. Yes. I'm still going to be available for the children, but just so that I can um, be still more. So that's a goal, and John is very supportive of that goal, and he said, you definitely need it. So Good. Um, so I'm doing MOPS, and we'll see. Next year I won't do that. And then um, I'm a discussion group leader. Um Women's Bible study on Thursday mornings. That's great. Love it. It's both mops and Bible study are so f- soul filling for me. Um, there and there are some mornings where I'm, I think oh, I could be getting this done. And I could make an appointment there, or you know, this would be a great time to do it. But as soon as I go, and as soon as I sit in that room, I'm I I needed to be here, and I was meant to be here, and uh, God really speaks to me and fills me um, during those times. So. Um, those are the two main areas in church um, at the MAC where I'm serving um, and in different ministries. And then we have the women's dinners, and I kind of host tables. But all of that is more... It's, it's fun. It's fun. It is. Yeah, so... Right, exactly. Yes. I know what you're saying. So I liked what you were saying about how things are changing a little bit, because that's always a hard... A hard time in life, I think. Oh, I don't like change. Maybe right. you're no, different. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm the same way. So, yes. So even when like ministry things change, I think sometimes it can be hard. And so you were talking a little bit about that. What do you feel like God is pulling you towards? And maybe what is He pulling you away from? Because you kind of sound like you're at a pivotal. I am. I am, and it's it's definitely a time of reflection and yes, um, you know, just really asking God to direct where the next couple of years are going to go. John and I, my husband and I have really been talking about what is, what are the next five years going to look like for me right? Um, and for him because he only has a couple of years left in and then he'll retire. Um, so I definitely feel like I'm being pulled away from saying yes to everything. And that's very difficult for me because I'm a people pleaser. Um, I just, and the church has served me in so many ways, especially when John was deployed. Um, and so I automatically just want to say yes to everything, and I want to serve in all of the ways and all of um, all of the ways I can. And um, I'm just really learning that that may not be the best. I can't give myself 100% if I'm serving everywhere. Um, so I do feel like I'm pulling back in a lot of areas of my life intentionally, um, with the purpose of just being still more, um, so I can hear what God wants to do. 
um, in and through me. Uh, I would love to be in the um, priest band. So um, I my, did not know that about you. So now, are you a singer? Or I am. In, okay. I am. So that was my undergrad and grad work are both in, in um, music. music education. And I, was, I used to perform, and I, um, I, I don't enjoy performing. Okay. I don't like having the spotlight the on attention. me. That's not my personality. Uh, but I, I, I truly love that my passion is in music. So I teach privately now. I've been teaching private piano and voice for a while. Um, and I used to be in the praise team um, when we lived in Virginia. I started okay. the praise band in our church there. And then in Hawaii at our church there, I was on the, pra- uh, on the praise team. Um, but with John gone all of the time here, mm-hmm. I couldn't commit to the Thursday nights because I couldn't leave the kids. And then Sundays all morning. Um, that was hard, too, hard. If, you're on, if you're solo. <laughs> and um, with Jonathan, it's just tough. Um, so um, I think very soon. That's exciting. That is the next step for me is I would love if, you know, there's a spot for me. And right, exactly. All wants. those things. Right, yes, exactly. I but that really to. is a passion of yours. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's. I feel like it's one of the gifts God gave me. Um, and I used to serve him using that gift. And there's been this season of life where I've served in other areas and being a mom and in mops and those types of things. But I think that, yeah, maybe that might be in the future. We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully that's what God wants to. We'll see. So you sound like, I'm intrigued because you sound like to me like you are more of a big thinker than you are maybe a, a person that lives day to day. How would you? Oh, man. I think I'm a little bit of both. I a think we all both. are, but right. um, <clears throat> especially, um, and I don't know, maybe this is, I don't know what normal is. Right. I don't know. Really, <laughs> I don't think there is, is a normal. Right. <laughs> so for me, with kids on the spectrum, <clears throat> with Jonathan especially, I can't plan too many things That's because you don't know true. how your day is going to go and you don't know how he's going to react to a certain thing. Now, right. it is getting a little bit more even keeled. Um, as he's getting older and um, he's understanding things more, but that was that was part of me that I had to give up was that control and being on time to everything and getting to everything I was planning to and checking everything off on the calendar that we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And there were times where we couldn't leave the house because he was just not having the day and it wouldn't have been. I tried. I tried going to the things and taking him there, and the whole situation just blew up. Blew and up. Nobody enjoyed it, and I was. Upset. You end up making everyone upset. miserable. And it wasn't worth it. What did I do? Check that box off at the end of the day? So um, I've learned that um, it, it has to be a balance. We do have plans and goals and these wonderful things that we have in mind, but we're okay if they don't happen. And we're okay that that day we didn't get to that thing, but that we would just rested and we, got, we, we read ourselves and we read the family dynamic and how things were going and could see you know what this is not going to be profitable for anyone so let's just say we're not going to be able to make it um and you know go move from on. there move on so I definitely think I'm kind of in between I, I I have these um goals and these dreams and you know maybe they'll happen but you know God kind of works day by day too and kind of follow his lead on that one too right I yeah. love that yeah I just I just love that <laughs> so are you an introvert or an extrovert I would say I'm probably an extrovert okay um I I don't know if it's the Brazilian in me <clears throat> but we're Brazilians hug and kiss 
Like, that's just part, I mean, strangers that you don't know, you meet them for the first time, you hug them, you kiss them on each cheek. Very warm and passionate. It's more of like a cultural thing, right? And so we grew up, that was our norm, right? And so Hawaii was like that as well. When we lived in Hawaii, I felt that again. And I don't know if it's just, you know, that tropical, I don't know what it is. But... um, I kind of still live that way. So I, I'm a really big hugger. I'm learning to read people a little bit better <laughs> so that if they don't look like they need a hug or want a hug, I'm trying to work through that. <laughs> but I'm a hugger, and um, I, I'm, I'm probably definitely an extrovert. I have no problem um, just initiating conversation and right. hoping, to, hoping to make someone feel comfortable, especially in MOPS and Women's Bible Study. If I see someone I, have, I haven't met before or know, just... You know, going up to them and hoping that they feel welcome because that, that can be very intimidating. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think definitely an extra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have given us so much to think about and to, um, so much about Jesus in this. I just feel like I could, I need to write a little summary or something. Thank you so much. That was so oh, awesome. Fun and easy. It is easy. You're right. It's easy to talk, right? Yes. We all like yes. to talk. And talk about my life. So it's just, yeah. Right. Easy. Exactly. So tell me some fun things about you. Okay. Okay. So do you have a favorite TV show? Are you a TV watcher? I don't get to watch TV too much, but we do DVR shows. Okay. So when we get a chance, um, I watch them. Fixer Upper, for sure. Yes. Um, high five on that. Yes. Can I get a high five? <laughs> high Christmas five. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so Fixer Upper is definitely DVR. I have not watched the last couple of episodes, and I know the finale just happened. But I do have a shirt that says Shiplap that I bought from... Oh, my... I want that shirt, too. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's a good thing to know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I love that show. Um, my husband and I like to watch Last Man Standing. So do we. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yes. We find that show very humorous. So do we. <laughs> so we DVR that one. Uh, and John and I like to watch movies, so we'll rent movies. So you're from a movie Redbox. watcher too. Yeah. Okay. So we do a lot of a lot of Redbox. Um, Perfect. Yeah. So we don't get to go out to the movies too often, but um, yeah, that's. Where, I wouldn't say we're big TV watchers, but those are right. probably it's the hard top to have two. the time. It it's is. Just, and then a lot of sometimes what you want to watch. Your, your kids aren't watching, and when they're awake, you want to be with them. So, yeah, I kind of struggle with exactly... Yeah, so yeah. thank God for DVRs. Thank goodness. Right. I so agree. <laughs> so are you a book reader? I'm not. Not a book reader. I want to be in... <laughs> That's what everybody so says. Badly. I want to be a book reader. I, I know. I really do. And I maybe, I don't know... I, it um, might be another season of life for you. Yeah, you never my, know. My like, being still, I have so many books I want to read. Mm-hmm. I do. I really do. They're all on my shelf. Um, yeah. And so. sometimes that's stressful because don't you look at them and think, oh, I should be reading those? Yes. So but then as soon as I start reading, I'm like, oh, I have 20 other things I have to be exactly. doing. Exactly. Right. So. No. I yeah. think it's a, I think some of it is a season of life yes. thing. So. Um, so how about your, do you, are you a shopper? Do you like to shop or? Um, I definitely have. Do you have a favorite um, store you like to go in when you just want something mindless to... Um, I mean, obviously Target, but that's just daily life. I literally go to Target every morning after I drop the kids off at school. Do you really? Yes. Target or Wegmans. <laughs> um, it's just peaceful It's just your routine. And no one else is in there. No, I get that. There's and it's... everything in there. Right. So I'm, um, I don't know if I got to choose where I was going, where I would shop, where I would go I'm definitely not a shopper right. I wouldn't say that but I do get these itches every once in a while where I just want new 
something new or I want to do something and then I'm a shopper that and then day. You're a shopper that day. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So how about like beauty products and stuff like that? Hmm. Well, if you all saw me right now, I'm wearing gym clothes and I just came from the gym. I hardly ever wear makeup or do my hair. My hair's in a ponytail. Um, and what's so. crazy about that, for those of you that don't know Tanya, is that she looks perfect. Oh. It, it's very <laughs> unfair. Right now I'm thinking about how Stop. unfair it is. No. And I, she doesn't usually wear makeup. No. And I'm just, it's amazing. You look so great. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I think we all think that of each other. Really, truly. No, no, no. I think we do. And it's so funny. It's just maybe our perception, but... Um, I, if you see me, I would say 80% of the time I'm in workout clothes and a ponytail. Or yeah, I call that my uniform. Mm-hmm. I have Mine like too. a set uniform. And it kind of looks like I put it together. Like I've got it like together and my life is happening, but really. <laughs> it happened in one minute in the right. dark closet that morning. Absolutely. Right. That's me Absolutely. too. <laughs> um, no, I really use, I use essential oils a lot. And so I don't think I would say that I use beauty products, but that they are definitely a part of my regimen. I use them, I use them on my toothpaste to wipe my teeth and I use them in my moisturizer on my face. Um, so, um, that's I, more your thing. That's more my thing. Yeah. Right. I would Just say the natural. Kind yes. Of. Yes. Okay. Because of the boys, especially, um, well, my kids in general, the longer I've been a mom, trying to just remove chemicals from our house and from our diet and all of that. And so the more natural we can go for me is, um, that's another passion of mine Mm -hmm. is just doing that. Um, so yeah, let's say that very fun. So one more thing. Yes. If you have to make a dinner in the next 15 minutes, what would it be? Ooh, I would say crock pot for sure. There's something in my crock pot right now at home. Perfect. Um, but I liked, our family likes curry. We like, um, like Mediterranean, Indian, that's kind of... Um, Excellent. Yes, so, so uh, usually chicken, yeah, chicken curry. I would say like carrots and potatoes and chicken, chicken curry on rice, done. And done. everybody loves it. And that's so, the best. Right? I have so few things that everybody loves. So oh, too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I probably have five solid things that I know everyone will eat. <laughs> Besides that, I'm going I'm on in the, the same way. boat, right? So, yeah, crock pot is my friend. Well, Tanya, thank you yes. so much for... Oh, this was fun. It is so fun to yes. talk to you, especially you. But um, we appreciate you just sharing your life. And I know people will connect with many different things you said today, but mostly with just your heart. You were so open and honest, and we just really appreciate that. And we know that God will use it, so thank you. Oh, well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. This has been Real Talk with Kim Anderson. For more information on women's ministry, click the Women's Ministry tab on our website, www.themac.org.